Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is the daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Today, I want to talk about a topic as it relates to your finances that's important during this month of April, which is Financial Literacy Month. One of the things that comes up quite often when you're trying to figure out how to repair or grow or um, change your finances, one of the things that comes up is this breakdown between what is essential, what do you need, and what is what you desire, what you want. And I think it's important for us to kind of dig into the separation between a want and a need, because when I'm asking or discussing with you about making a distinction between the two, it's important to first define what is a want and what is a need. Because the reality of a, a want and a need and being able to decipher what each one of those is, is really a determination that will be used in the decision making that you'll make as it relates to your finances. So you have to first understand what is a want and what is a need. So a need technically is defined as something that you require because it is essential or very important. A want is defined as having a desire to possess or do or something that you wish for. So they, the, the definitions of those two words and those two are very different. And the stark difference between them is when you talk about a need, it's a requirement. It's essential. It's important. Whereas a want is a desire or a wish. So you need to have electricity in your house. You want to have cable. Right. And that's the distinction that you can make. You need a car. You want a luxury car, right? You know, you need to have food in your house. You want to eat out every night. So these are the distinctions between those two things. And so sometimes it's hard to understand that, right? Because what sometimes the two lines get very blurred and what you believe you need starts to starts to blend well, I'm sorry what you believe you want starts to blend in really closely with what you believe you need and all of a sudden the two are the same thing and it becomes very difficult to distinguish between the two and therefore it becomes very di- difficult to really make um, clear decisions about your finances that will benefit you in the long run when you cannot distinguish between what is a need or a want and it will have you kind of spending money on things and unable to find ways in which you can cut back, unable to find the ways in which you can kind of, um, you can save or make any kind of sacrifice because everything will feel like it's a need. And so the first kind of step towards getting your financials in order, and particularly now that we're in the spring and kind of revamping your finances for the second quarter of the year, is to begin to understand this distinction between a need and a want. And understand for you, you have to get to your baseline. And that's why I talk about doing a budget and why I think a budget is essential because it requires you to go through your baseline. And when I talk about a baseline, a baseline is everything that is basically a need. Things that are a requirement, things that are a necessity, things that are essential. So you start going down that list and it's like, okay, housing is essential. And all the things that come with housing, you have to pay for your, you know, your lights, you know, your gas, Um, and whatever else, if you have to pay water, all of those things are your essential bills. 
If in fact you are, you require a car. So there's a difference, right? Some people take the train to work every day during the week. They take public transportation and they only drive on the weekends, kind of like just around to get around, maybe to go food shopping and that's it, right? Yet that person has a vehicle where they're paying a car note and car insurance. So at that point, when you're discussing like, how do you save money? You need to distinguish, is your car a need or a want? Does your car make your life more convenient? Yes. But is it a need? And again, when we're starting to assess, to, to assess needs versus wants, we're talking about doing this in the space of critically examining your finances, where they are, and what you what different changes you can make to improve them. So some of the some of the distinctions between what you want and what you need change as it, as it relates to your financial circumstances. And so you can identify in your finances whether you have an abundant amount of money or you are struggling with your money, you can identify what is a need and a want, right? And if push comes to shove, you can, because you have identified those things, you know where the first place you should go when you need to make some cuts, when you want to make some changes, right? So even though you a need may be, that you, a need is that you need to pay your rent or your mortgage, right? But the, even when you break down that need, Understand that a need to pay and have a mortgage is not the same as a need to have and pay a mortgage that's $3,000. So understand that even in the needs, you have to break down what is a need and a want. If your finances are not in a place that you want them to be and you need to make sacrifices in order to get them, because again, as I mentioned yesterday, quite often when you get to managing your finances, the, the ideal situation will be that you make more money. But quite often, that's not the case. You are forced to make the adjustments to the current finances that you have in order to get towards your financial freedom. So within the confines of the money you already earn, you're required to make some changes and adjustments that will allow you to get to the financial goals that you have. So if you're a person who is looking to save money because you have no savings, you have to distinguish in your at first between your needs and your wants so you can make kind of sacrifices as it relates to your wants but you also have to assess your needs because often we have situations and things that we are you know stamping as a need and not going any further into it again we are you know we are a culture we are a society that that encourages living beyond your means and when you live beyond your means does not mean always that it technically is beyond the amount of money you have And this is an important point and I want you to hone in on this for a second as we discuss needs. Living beyond your means does not mean that you are always living beyond the amount of money you have. So you bring in $5,000 a month and your bills and everything that you have equal $5,000 a month. So you would say to yourself, I'm not living above my means. That is in fact not true if Part of living at $5,000 and spending all $5,000 of your expenses does not include saving, does not include an, an, a, a, a strong contribution to your retirement, does not include, and, and also includes debt. So at that point, you are still living above your means. You just have are living within the confines of the money you bring in every month, but you are still living beyond your means. So I want to hone in on those needs because, you know, if you need to have a light bill, which you do because you need electricity, does not mean that you need to be then kind of flippant about what the light bill is. So just because you need the lights on, if you're looking to save money, you need to still do things so that the light bill can remain low. 
So if we're talking about in the summertime and it's 80 degrees outside or 85 degrees outside, yes, you need the air conditioning on. But if it's a cool night and it's 72, do you need to run the air conditioner in every room in your house all night long with no regard for what the light bill will be at the end of the month because the light bill is stamped as a need? It particularly goes into housing. Housing is an important thing, especially if you live in a metropolitan or urban area. If you live in New York City, you know, quite often people say, you know, I need to live. I need to live near the train. I need to li-. those. You have to really get down to that. The difference in living, you know, one or two, three, four, ten blocks from the train and living right next to the train can be a thousand dollars a month. So have you assessed that your that your need that you need to you need to spend one thousand dollars more a month for convenience, and and th- those are the kind of things because at the end, a need if you stamp it with a need, people think you shouldn't question it. That's not true, and you can actually be living above your means, and doing so through your quote unquote needs without because you're not assessing the needs that you have and how you can kind of manage those as well, your wants need to come secondary to your needs, obviously, because you need to make sure that your money that you have is covering the things that you actually need, that things that are, again, go over the definition, are essential and important. And your wants are things that you desire or you wish for. So once you have covered all of your bases, meaning you have covered off all of your needs, you've covered your contribution to your retirement, you've covered your savings, and you're managing your debt, then you can go into the things that you want. Now, if there's extra money to deal with the things that you want, you should go ahead and deal with the things that you want. Because I believe that we should all be living a life that includes the things that we want. But there are some essential sacrifices that need to be made as it relates to things that you need. And there are some essential sacrifices that need to be made as it relates to your contribution to your saving, savings, your contribution to your retirement, and your, your management of your debt that trump your needs. And quite often, when they, I mean, sorry, not trump your needs, they trump your wants. So quite often when we don't manage them, manage those things as things that are, uh, that are, that come before our wants, we put our wants first and then there's no more money left to deal with the savings contribution to the retirement and management of debt. And that is how we end up just living what is considered to be a life. Yes, you are living within the budget, but you're actually living on the edge. And you actually quite often, most of the time you're broke because you don't have anything, you don't have any savings to back you up in an emergency. You have no real contribution to your retirement and your debt is piling up in the background. That's a really good time to start discussing and looking at and really clearly assessing what are your needs and prioritizing your needs and your contributions to your retirement, your savings and management of your debt over your wants. And once you start to do that, you begin to free up money so that when you finish contributing to, when you finish paying for your needs, you finish contributing to those factors, you are left with extra money to deal with your wants. And those are wants you can budget into, you can include into your budget and you can move forward with those as part of your overall expenses. But you've covered the things that are essential to your long-term financial freedom before you get to your wants. So distinguishing between a need and a want is critically important and also diving into your quote unquote needs to make sure that you are not putting a label on a need that has that, that really and truly has a lot to do a lot more to do with a want that you're not dressing up a want and stamping it with a need because it's convenient for you and not then utilizing your money to really live within your means and really do the things that are most important to your long-term financial freedom. Rather, you're making your wants more of a priority 
than your needs. So that's going to wrap that up for today. I would like you, um, if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. And follow me on Facebook. This is really important. Join the Facebook group. We're pushing that group forward. Want to get more dialogue going in that group. So join the, the Facebook group at Financial Emancipation. Today is the day three of the 30-day No Shopping Challenge. I just want to give you a little note. Yesterday, I went to Home Depot. I had to, uh, the both the top, I'm sorry, my upstairs bathroom was having a little uh slowness on the on the on the sink so i needed to get some liquid drano and i went into home depot home depot is one of those places that can get me because i see little things here oh i need to do this and i'm reminded of all the things i want to do but i stay focused i walked in i got the liquid drano i went right to the self um self checkout checked out and ran out of there because i know that that's a place where i can start to shop for things because i can always think of something else that i need want or desire in my house so I walked away with just a liquid Drano. Um, I resisted the urge three times yesterday to go onto a website and do some online shopping. Not because I really do online shopping, but it was more so I was really in a space of uh, a little bit of like distraction. I needed a distraction. And so I was going to be distracted by going to an online shopping site. And more than likely, I wouldn't have made the purchase, but I didn't even want to tempt myself by going on the site. So these are the kind of ways in which the, kind of the, the, the no shopping challenge is helping me. It's helping to kind of help me to identify like when I'm restless or when I'm bored, I'll go on those sites and stuff. So I'm trying to kind of identify those things. And then I know places where I have a weakness, Home Depot, Target, places where I have weaknesses. So I know I got to get in and get out of those places. So that's how it's going for me. Please follow up with me. Let me know how it's going for you. Send me an email, financialemancipation at gmail.com. And um, I hope that it's going well and we're on day three. So just keep pushing. Only 27 days left. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back tomorrow as we continue to discuss the ways in which you walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.